Culture and Psychology with Tabana. A very warm hello in 2022. Um, Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, today I'm sitting with Dr. Rockers. Dr. Alexandrade is not with us today. And we decided to start the new year with something positive. And, um, and although every time we talk, mostly we talk about things that are positive, um, but specifically we wanted today talk about finding inspiration. So finding inspiration can be little, can be something simple. And we all have experienced that sometimes we meet someone in five minutes, we hear something that is inspirational. And today we want to talk about that. So I'm going to um, begin uh, with Dr. Rockers. Obviously, there's no one else to begin with. So I want to hand it to Dr. Rockers. Dr. Malikov Zali, you could start it off. You can jump in and uh, run this whole thing. But I am happy to help out and uh, jump in here. Finding inspiration. I think it's an important piece for us in the new year. It's at the beginning of the year, people often do things like New Year's resolutions. And I think we've talked about that. It's funny because there's so much about New Year's resolutions that people will do. And then there's so much written and talked about as far as like, well, New Year's resolutions don't work. Or I'm not doing that. Or I don't do that sort of thing. But anyway, the beginning of the year is good for thinking about some strategies on how we might approach the rest of the year. I read something recently where it said, don't try to do everything. Just try to do like one thing a day. You know, don't try to do it all the time for yourself. I'm thinking of finding inspiration, like what you mentioned at the beginning. And I think finding inspiration is very important for us because it's what helps us get through. It's what motivates us. This is what moves us forward. When I first heard of this topic, I thought about, well, what people in my past have been inspirational? And just, well, it was yesterday. I was talking with a good friend of mine from my college days so many years ago. And the thing, what is, uh, this guy is very inspirational for me. And I remember, I remember very clearly the very first time that I met him. But what was so striking about when I called him up yesterday, and I hadn't talked with him for at least a year and maybe more. He's one of those people, you know how you run into people that time can go by, even years can go by and you get them on the phone or you meet them and bam, you're just right back in it with them. You don't have to go through all that awkward stuff of, well, how have you been? Where did you go? What did you do? You know, all those niceties. It's just like, bam, and we're interacting. And this guy for me has been very inspirational in my life. And I probably haven't told him that enough because I think that's an important part when we run into such people. But Anyway, all of that to say, one of the reasons why I find Terry so inspirational is he's not afraid to think big. He has lots of ideas. He has great ideas and he is not afraid to think big. And that part I did tell him. I think that brings up another part. When we run into people who are inspirational for us, our relationships, I think it's an important thing to let people know 
that they are a source of inspiration for us. I think that's a critical piece. What do you, you have thoughts on that side? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of the things I think I've mentioned in other parts of our show, um, I had my last boss that I worked with for quite a bit. I think um, probably more than seven, eight years uh, altogether. Um, she was an amazing woman. Everything she did to me was inspirational. She was running a big organization, but um, just the, the fact that um, she always let other people in, in whatever she was doing. She never made a big decision on her own. And he always felt that we are together in this. He always included everybody. She was such an inclusive person. Every time she wanted to do something, she never took the credit for herself. She always included everybody. And um, just the fact that um, she was always calm in most um, um, difficult situations. I have noticed um, that she always kept her demeanor the same and uh, stayed calm. And I always believe that she has inner peace. She, um, she never was um, affected so much emotionally by things that happened, even though she was very sensitive, she always listened very carefully. I was always inspired by her. And she always, um, for the rest of my life, I would think um, she will always stay in my mind because of so many things um, I liked about her, um, her management style, her interaction with people, um, her demeanor in most difficult situation. And I think I have mentioned this. Um, she actually always met you out of her desk. She always came out of her desk, stood by you, listened like there's nothing else in her life, but at that moment, listening to you. And that was amazing to me because she always had so much going on. You know, imagine she's an executive director and she had other directors under him and a whole bunch of managers, administrators are working under her. She had to go to a meeting. She had presentation. But if you had something urgent and you wanted to talk to her about, she would never show like, oh, don't talk to me right now. I'm busy. You know, she would just come out of her desk, stood by you because she knew probably at that point it's very urgent and you just need to talk to her. And it happened a couple of times that I had to run to her and talk to her. And um, it was definitely urgent. Um, and, I, and I apologize. I said, I know you're going to a meeting and I just um, need to run this by you. And she would just listen like she doesn't have anything else except listening to you. And then um, would always give you all the permission to do whatever you think is the best to do. Um, and that just sort of brought up everybody's um, um, creativity up to a point that 
even if you weren't a person to make decisions by yourself or you were uh, worried that this decision may affect so many things, just the fact she trusted you to make the decision, even though you're dealing with, let's say, 1,000 students at the parents, but she always said, you know, it's it's your school. It's, um, you know, you know your school better. You know your students better. You know your parents better. What do you think? You know, and always gave you so much power and empowered you by the way um, she just trusted you and gave you the power. So I definitely, the first person comes to my mind is her. Yeah, let's, that, that brings up, I think, an important piece. So let's talk a little bit about what the feeling they engender in you. Because as you were talking, I was thinking about, well, what must that feel like? And I'm also thinking about, well, how does it feel when I'm talking with my friend, Terry? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's this, it's, it, there's a freedom because later I told Jan, I said, you know, he's a guy that I feel like I could say anything to. So there's a freedom there. And I guess it's like a, a freedom in the sense of I can, for maybe it's free to be me, mm. but I won't really be judged so much. What, did, what do you think? What's your take? Absolutely. On? That's exactly what this person made you feel. Uh, it was amazing. You know, imagine he's on top. But you have other people at your level. I wasn't feeling as much comfortable and free in front of her than even my other colleagues that they were a few layers down in management. You know what I mean? She made you completely feel free and open. And you could just say anything to her. You could brought up any idea without being afraid to share without feeling like, you know, how she's going to take it. You knew she's going to take it well, no matter what you said. She would listen to you, you know, and she let you grow. I think she really made a lot of people grow um, based on their capability and ability, uh, you know, and, and um, imagine, I think you give that same feeling, you know, because you always listen and you always give that freedom. I am, I feel the same way um, around you, you know, I think, um, but because the, the differences between, um, you know, when I think of different people, you know, the position that she had um, in the education field and district where I was working, you know, I hadn't seen anybody acting the way she did. I had gone through several people um, during my career that had the same level um, and I was working directly with them. None of them made me feel as comfortable and free and I think um, she really brought you to the best of possibility that you could be in your management, in your running your, your staff. Um, she just gave you so much freedom. And that freedom opens up your mind, opens up your creativity, opens up your heart. You become who you are. And if you're ready to grow to the highest level, 
you had room for it. She didn't close the ceiling for your growth. You know what I mean? It was just amazing when I think about it. Yeah. And to this day, you know, like, for example, when it comes a time that is, is her birthday or New Year or something, the first person that comes to my mind that I love to send a card to, to send a happy birthday to, you know, it's always in my mind. And it's amazing how much when people inspired you, they're always with you. It's And it's like they are. Like, it's like, you know, they are on your side. Mm-hmm. They're for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And Absolutely. they look, they look for the best in you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what your, you know, and in, in what your capabilities are. And even if you're making a decision or going in a direction that may not be in their, I'm, I'm thinking this through as I'm talking, but it's like, even if it's, no matter what it is, they're going to look for the good in what you're doing. So they're on your side. That's exactly what you said. They're always on your side. They always want the best for you. And, and it's interesting because this person that I'm talking about, I think she was very spiritual. Um, I never talked to her in that regard, but I could feel that um, there's something in her that is different than the rest. I think um, she sees world in different um, in different um, level or different aspects or I don't know how to put the word, but you could feel that she's not just for the job. She's not just there. It was more into it. It wasn't just that. You know, she she wanted the best in everybody. You never heard her complain about any particular person or department or you never heard anything negative from her. And if someone brought up the negative, she always after she listened, um, she just said, OK, let's see what we can do to make this better. Let's this has happened. Let's just see how we can make it better. Um, never got into conversation of negativity, um, never um, added anything to anything anybody was saying. She was just fully listening and um, always came with, so what do you think? How can we resolve? Um, Let's just put that behind us and it has happened. Let's see how we can fix it or how we can make it better. And, um, and sometimes I was amazed uh, having this many staff, having this many departments, you know, usually you're stressed out, usually you act sometimes in different situations differently. She was always calm. She always put it, I think the reason for that, I always thought because that she's so inclusive, she always had everybody in it and um and probably that's why she was always calm because it wasn't her to make the decision it was like what do we do and if she actually she did so many great things in our organization she never took that on her that i did this i did that um and every time somebody said oh my gosh you have turned around this organization in this way she always said we did it together we did it together. It wasn't me. 
So yeah, so many good things. Now that you said, uh, you never thought she is, um, but but anything except that your support. All right. I think it's a good time for us to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to pick back up on this very topic. I've got several questions for you, things to think about. <laughs> okay. Take it away. All right. So, شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد، اگه صدای ما رو به زبان انگلیسی میشنوین، امروز من و همکارم دکتر راکرز در خدمتون هستیم. ما روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه از رادیو بامداد ساعت 12 تا که بعد از ظهر به زبان انگلیسی برنامه داریم تحت عنوان Culture and Psychology و تا کنون بیش از 150 پادکست از برنامه‌مون درست کردیم که میتونین از اسپاتیفای، آیتون ما رو سرچ کنیم و تحت تاپیک‌های مختلف صحبت کنیم. صحبت‌های ما بسیار معمولی و به قول امریکایی‌ها کژواله ولی همش در ارتباط هستش با مسائل فرهنگی و روانشناسی امیدوارم اگر کسانی هستن که فکر میکنین به زبان انگلیسی از برنامه ما استفاده میکنن ازشون دعوت کنین به برنامه ما توجه کنن ما برمیگردیم و بعد از یک بریک کوتاه دنباله صحبتمون رو به زبان انگلیسی ادامه میدیم with Dr. Rockers. This is Dr. Saide Malihafzalia speaking. We are from Tabana organization. Um, uh, again, um, a very warm hello if you just turn on your radio and Happy New Year. Today, the first part of our conversation was uh, finding 
inspiration, inspiration, and we um, talked about people that we knew. Dr. Rockers talked about uh, his friend Terry and how he's a big thinker and does big things and how um, free he is around him, even if he doesn't see him for a year. When he begins to talk, seems like everything comes back and you don't feel the gap. And I was talking about my recent boss that I worked with him, with her for more than seven years, and I didn't see anything but inspiration and um, good feeling around her. So we continue our conversation, and I hand it to Dr. Rockers with his questions. So my question to start off with is, well, what do you think that is that certain people are like that with us? Hmm. You know, what is that? Is, hmm. is it familiarity? Is it just kindness? Is it what? What do you think that is? I think, What's your best guess on that one? Yeah, my best guess is they uh, see the world bigger. You know, they're not into looking at things in one direction. I feel like they're just having, uh, uh, you know, when they say you have a heart like a world. I feel like these kind of people, they have a big heart and they can let everybody in. You know, they're not limited to just themselves and what they see. They, they have such an open mind that this mind and heart is as big as, as the world and sometimes beyond. You know, that's how I feel. Uh, they can see beyond just them, just themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. As we were talking, I was thinking also it's what you were describing is like a, a we versus me mentality. They're Absolutely. operating more with a we. Like you said, your boss said, we, if there's an accomplishment, we did it. Absolutely. Not like I did it. I led this. Oh, right. absolutely. I never heard I from her. Seriously. Never heard I. And, and I think... Um, you know, one of the things I learned from her was, um, you know, there's no way in anything, it was just you that you did something. A secretary helped you with uh, preparing something for you. You went to someone, you ask a question in order to get the answer to be um, more um, informed about some sort of decision you make. So when you think about it, every little thing that you gather in order to do something, it's not you, it's we. I mean, um, even if you go online and you get some information to create something, it's not you. You got help from even internet. You got help from other pieces. You know what I mean? It's so true. I you know, people talk about being a self-made man or self-made woman. Yeah. Sometime in the past, read somebody wrote, there is no such thing as that. You yeah. have to have other people around you. Yes. For my, you know, for myself, I, a big change for me was when I became or was becoming president of our local psychological association. That's when I met you, Saida. Yes. And one of the things that I learned there and thank God I did learn it, but it was the importance of other people and that we are all working together. And the more I understood that and was, was able to, I think, help motivate people 
for their own interests in, in the organization, we all came together and did some cool things. Like you can, I know you remember the conference that. Yes, first absolutely. That yeah. Week. Yeah. That was a big thing for our organization. We started having conferences and, and, uh, you know, that was the establishment for SVPA, you know, and it was a huge thing, you know, bringing all these psychologists to the conference, having it in Hilton hotel. I mean, it was truly big thing and it happened. And then from that point on, it was just like, oh, simple things. We're going to have a conference, you know. Right, right. It, it kind of brings up the idea, too. This is a separate topic, but that our mindset is so important and powerful as far as getting things done. If we want to get things done, if we accept that it's done, that it's doable, then you just go do it. But up to that point, and I can remember when we were first starting to plan for that conference, um, somebody asked me, do you really think we can do this? Do you really think we can get enough money to do this? I'm like, yeah, of course we can. <laughs> and, it, and it happened. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah, that's true. Like, for example, just our organization, Tavana. I remember one uh, one day you and Jen were in our house, we were having breakfast and I started talking to you. And um, I said, this is my plan and this is my passion. This is what I was always thinking. And I want to start an organization to be able to support people with mental health issues. And I remember you just simply said, I'm in it with you. And I never forget that. And, And then immediately it was just such a great point that I have a partner that I can just get started. You know, I didn't want to do it by myself. Just the fact you said I'm in it with you made me, I think it was in May and the weather was beautiful. We sat outside and I mean, everything. And then in June, our organization was established. And, and it's not interesting that a lot of things that we do and this inspiration, it's not like somebody comes and gives you, it's not tangible. It's not something you touch it and you get empowered or whatever. It's just in your head, you know? I knew at that time, okay, I know Dan is with me. He has such a great network. I mean, I started thinking in my head that, you know, you just become empowered so much that all of a sudden you're energized, you go after it. And it's not like, you know, we we didn't start with any money, we didn't start with, um, you know, anything. It was just our conversation and we got started. Right. It's just, again, it's the, some of that, the we mentality. Absolutely. They yeah. said there's safety in numbers, but there's also so much strength in numbers as well that we can do all of those things. And it has to do with having that open mindset or maybe that bigger mindset that you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. And I think Dan, you are that too. I mean, seriously, not that uh, on the radio, I want to give all this credit to you, but (laughs) but in in reality, seriously, uh, you never talk about you. You always give, you always empower other people. We have heard Alex many times talking about that. Uh, You just give it to the hands of people to do, you trust them. Like in the conference, 
you actually gave me a lot of responsibility in doing so many different things. You never checked on me. You never asked me if you did this part or that part. No, seriously, you knew I'm going to do it. And I don't know what would have happened if you run into someone that they don't take care of their responsibility and they don't finish the job or whatever. But you you sort of knew if someone tells you, let me do it, or if you assign someone to do it, they did it. And I think um, people like the person I was talking about, um, she gave every responsibility in your power, in your job. Um, and so you felt like I'm responsible. I'm, I have to do this. I have to do my best to take care of things. And in that way, you grow in your field, you grow in your mind. Um, it's, it's just um, very interesting. And I, I observed other people in the organization, how they grew how the same thing happened to them. You know, people who had a hard time to make decisions, people who were very negative, people who constantly complained. But gradually, I noticed that the complaint was less, the negativity was less. Um, it It was just I was seeing in other people as well how much they grew. That is good to hear. I, I mean, I felt that when things were happening in the organization, I felt like, no, there's momentum that's going here. This mm-hmm. feels really good. And it was happy. You know, it took me a while, though, to move up. At first, that presidency was two years long. And that first year was uh, pretty challenging for me because I really didn't know. And I was trying to get my my bearings as far as what, what goes on there. So I don't want to talk so much about me, like I'm so great type of thing. <laughs> Let's talk more about the characteristics of those people who inspire us. And one of those characteristics, I think, is a thing that I may have mentioned before, and it is the same side of table versus across the table concept. Have I talked about that before? No. So same. what I'm thinking of when I say that is if I'm confronting somebody that I don't really know, it's kind of like I'm it's an almost adversarial in that it's uh, we're sitting across the table and I'm, I'm kind of pushing and then they're pushing back and it's that sort of a thing. And whatever I have to say, I have to say it rather forcefully to persuade or convince them. That's across the table thinking. If I instead think of same side of table thinking where I'm sitting beside a friend of mine And even if I have something to say, which may not be so palatable for them, I might, the way I would say it would probably be different, right? It wouldn't be, I'm going to have to force this on you. It's more like, hey, I don't know if you know it, but, you know, when you do this, this is what happens there. And it's, it's conveying this sense of, of what we talked about before. We, I'm in it, I'm here with you. I'm just letting you know, here's this thing. And no matter what happens, I'm still on your side. I still like you. I'm still with you. So I think that's the same side of the table. And when we begin to think about our interactions of same side of the table, then a whole lot of things becomes a lot easier, actually, because we're together. It's, the, it's an assumption ahead of time. You know what? We're together. We're together in this. 
we're doing this thing together. And I think what goes along with this, and I want to hear what your thoughts are too, but what goes along with that is this idea that, you know what, if, if there's some help you need with this, I can help pick up some of the slack there. Or sometime you might need to pick up slack for me as well. There's that trust element that is implicit, already assumed, I guess, in a way. What are your, what's your take? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. You just, um, and, and you know, one thing I want to add uh, in whatever you said, I think the ego is the biggest thing here because I've noticed on people that are similar to the description of the character we, we are talking about is if even their attack, they don't feel the attack is to them, you know, they, they don't see that um, because they're above that, you know, they listen because I've seen her in situations where, you know, not many people understand this personality or character. And sometimes they get angry. They may say something. And I've seen it in meeting with higher management that somebody sort of, um, attack this person and um it's it didn't seem like she took it as attack to her you know what i mean and right. she brought it back to the situation she never even um acted like i'm angry you're attacking me you know what i mean it, it was, doesn't, doesn't become defensive yeah they don't feel like this is uh you know i guess it's just that ego that you think, oh, she, she or he didn't respect me. Uh, there's no such thing. It's like they're above that. That is, the, that is the ego was attacked. You know, it wasn't me. My real me is not that. And I think when you really understand that piece, you are never um, into those little little things that happens and you take it so personally. Um, if you are above that, you always look at things, whether um, it's something that directly is to you, but you look at it as a situation and you respond to it as, okay, so is this, is this how you see it? Let's break it down and see where the issue is and how you see it. And let's see if um, we agree that this was the reason. Let's see how we can resolve it. But never feeling that, oh, it's attacked to me, so I have to respond. I have to take care of myself and act like, you know, uh, I'm above you, so you're not allowed to talk to me like that. Never. I didn't see that because I've seen um, people that are at that level, they never behave that way. And, and I think whatever you said, yes, they're, they're, we are together. It's, it's like we are on the same side of table. You're not there. Even if you're attacking, you're not attacking me. You're upset because this didn't go well. You, you know what I mean? So you switch it to something else. It's not me. You're not attacking me. That's such an important piece. And I want to pick up on this after we go to break. So it's time for another break. All right. Thank you for catching the time. I appreciate it. One thing I'm not good at is keeping the time because I get into the conversation so much, I lose the time. 
شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد من دکتر سعیده ملیک افسلی به همراه همکارم دکتر دانیل راکرز امروز در خدمتون هستیم دکتر الکساندراده که یکی از پارتنرهای ما هست در شرکت توانا امروز متاسفانه با ما نیست اگه تازه رادیوتون رو باز کردین یک بار دیگه من بهتون میگم سال نو مبارک ما دو قسمت اول برنامهمون در مورد اینکه ما چه اشخاصی رو ملاقات میکنیم که رو ما اثر خوب میذارن و در حقیقت ما رو شارژ میکنن ما روزهای شنبه و شنبه به زبان انگلیسی صحبت میکنیم اگه صدای ما رو به زبان انگلیسی از رادیو بامداد میشنوین ما تحت عنوان کالچر اند سایکولوژی روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه از ساعت دوازده تا یک بعد از ظهر برنامهمون رو به زبان انگلیسی داریم حدود بیش از 150 پادکست در صحبتامون هست که میتونین ما رو از طریق آیتون یا سپاریفای سرچ کنین و در وقتهای مناسب به ما گوش بدین برمیگردیم و در آخرین قسمت برنامه راجب فایندینگ اسپایریشن با صحبت میکنیم Rockers and um, we continue our conversation about finding inspiration. So just as a recap, we are talking about finding inspiration and finding inspiration in others who we interact with in our life. And a couple of the things that we covered already were the same side of the table versus across the table, how we interact with people and how we enter into that, what our stance is, can make so much difference. Talked about the we versus me approach or mentality, that that being inclusive is so helpful. And then a very important point that you brought up, Saide, which is understanding that if you're, as a leader anyway, if your viewpoint is attacked, it's not, you don't have to take it personally, that you still maintain that we instead of me mentality even if the other person doesn't isn't there you still can choose to operate in there so those are some of the things that we've learned 
one of the things that I'd like to talk about here in this final segment of the program is what we can do in the upcoming year. Because as we were talking, I thought, you know what? Why don't we think about such people and really work to include such people in our lives to make sure that that's a regular interaction in our life? Because I was thinking as you were talking, Saide, I thought, well, how much do I do that? And I don't think I put enough energy into doing that, into including people who really inspire me in my life. It's easy to get busy in our day-to-day lives, and we don't always surround ourselves with people. Mm-hmm. You're a very good connector, though. I'll bet you do that naturally, Saide. You have thoughts on that? Well, thank you for saying that. Actually, while you were talking, I I was just thinking, you know, I need to introduce this person to you. So maybe you can meet her also. Um, She just retired and we are in communication. Um, We sometimes text each other and um, sometimes we go to lunch because I never let go of her. You know, I love to sit with her and, and talk to her. So in one of our meetings, I can invite you to actually get to know her. And you're absolutely right. We need more people in our lives that inspire us, you know, uh, or specifically when you're working with someone and you see that person more often, it's a different world than casual meetings. You know, in casual meetings, you may just have more regular, um, sometimes a small talk, but um, when you're working, there's so many things happening in that workplace that, um, you know, you observe so many things from each other's, um, you know, uh, vibes or personality come in into the mix. But uh, one of the things I always remember, you know, um, sometimes when somebody started in a big meeting talking negatively about, let's say about the kids, or about the parents, or about just anything in the organization. I remember, um, since I was always observing how she reacts, it was important to me to just see how she would take this. She always said um, something about, you know, um, our positive uh, wives, no matter where we are and how far we are from each other, it affects the other person. So let's just uh, send a positive vibe to people that, you know, we are talking about them, you know, when did, you know, sort of maybe she didn't mention your negativity is going to affect in a bigger scope. And she always talked about that. Whenever somebody says something negative, she just says, you know, we don't realize how much we spread uh, or vibes, you know, you know, and it, it was something that I don't know how she put it. Maybe I'm not exactly saying how she said it, but the way I took it was, you know, positive vibes spread, negative vibes spread. So why don't we send our positive vibes uh, so maybe we can even affect those negativity rather than, you know, talking more negative to even add to it. It's a very good point. What's your take though on, I th- I, to me, there's a little bit of a, a tension between two, the two sides here and the two sides are, 
we don't really want to talk negatively, but at the same time, people may have certain feelings about things that need to be processed. Absolutely. Yes, we can be always positive. True. Definitely, you know, you, uh, you we have to bring it up and talk about it. Absolutely. What about, I mean, so my question is this, what about the right, you're running the, if you do that in the wrong way, I could see where it could, the person could feel shut down. You know, uh, yeah, yes, let's just uh, separate this because as psychologists, we, we see things differently. We always we obviously want to make sure that negative feeling or however, wherever you are can be um, bothering you. So let it out. Let's talk about it. But on the other hand, you know, in let's say just in workplace, when you're dealing with someone who's always trying to bring the positive into the mix, you just, without even uh, realizing, you work out with your negative thoughts or however, whatever is happening, and you gradually get to the habit of deal with the negative, make it um, in your even mind, not bigger than what it is, and then grow into positivity. I think I've really tried that. And it's just like, is it James Lang in uh, psychology that we read um, and we experience his um, um, theory that he says, if you smile, then gradually you become happy. I think it's James Lang that he talks about the emotions. If you want to grow into certain emotions, which is positive, you actually gradually become that. You know, for example, he says, even if you put, uh, uh, even force yourself to smile, put a, put a pen in your mouth so you open all the muscles of your face, no, I'm serious. We know James Lane says that in psychology. So there, there's a theory that more of positivity gradually even changes your emotions. So imagine if you even smile, um, smile becomes part of you gradually. And, and yeah. I think there's probably reciprocal feedback on that. In other words, when we feel positive, we tend to smile. When we smile, we tend to feel positive feedback. Like mm -hmm. it, it runs both ways. Yes. Well, yeah. I also was thinking too, like if it's a work situation, you want to structure the situation ahead of time such that it's not, we're not here to do a processing or complaining time, right? We're here to do x or y we're here to figure out how we're going to do this for the conference or something like that and do those things yeah yeah um, and, and also think about it like for example i go back to my work in a school um, imagine if you put yourself into the shoes of people you're working with for example parents their world is their children their children are their world so when they come to you, they talk to you about their kids, you have to put yourself into their shoes. They're talking about the most important part of their lives. And you have to understand that if you're there for them, you know, you have to fully be present to their needs and fully present to what they want. And I'm just thinking in psychology world where we are now, 
our um, customers are our patients. We have to be fully attentive. We have to be fully there for them. So what I'm trying to say is in any work, in order to bring more positivity into your life and your behavior, you have to always remember, okay, who's your customer? Who are you working with? Your full attention should be there because that's that's who you are right there for them. Do you think that you can convert a negative friend, a friend who has a lot of negativity into a positive friend? I don't think I, if I can fully do that, but it has happened to me that um, somebody talks negatively um, and not that purposely, but naturally I always see, okay, let's look at the positive side of it too. And I have noticed that an immediate, an immediate um, conversation comes that, oh, you're right. This has positive too. So, and then I've noticed that the negativity sort of ends and um, the other, it has happened to me many times, even with good friends. They talk about, for example, talking about COVID. Oh, you know that how many people are sick, you know, and then you see the fear in them that, you know, everybody's going to get it, what's going to happen. And then immediately, not that Sometimes I do it purposely. No, it just naturally, I would say, you know what? Thinking about it makes it worse. If it happens, it happens. But let's just now just think of the positive side because so many people are even um, around, they work, they go places and they haven't gotten it. I guess we may be one of those. So let's just talk about the positive. And I've noticed that immediately they go, oh, yeah. True, there's so many other people that they don't get it, you know, because sometimes we go, you know how many people have gotten COVID? And they go, okay, who, how many, how do we know? Like if we know two people in a party that is 50 people there, we say so many people, they're not so many, they're just a few out of 50, you know, let's look at the fraction and see what fraction of that 50 people got sick. That reminds me to, I think that sense of humor is such a good thing in terms of people inspiring us. And I think that's a part we didn't mention earlier when when I asked, well, what is that? What are the characteristics of somebody else who are inspiring for us? At least for me, I find a lot of the people I'm connected to who are inspirational for me, I think they are funny. Mm -hmm. You know, I can laugh with them and Absolutely. it's a Absolutely. good feeling. Uh, and, you know, one of the things I have to say, this person that I was talking this whole time about, she was so funny. And, and sometimes I told her, I said, when you retire, the next step for you is a stand-up comedian. I'm serious. Every time she came to staff um, room, which we had like 500 of uh, teachers and staff in a big meeting, she made everybody laugh like crazy. Every single thing she said, it was like, she's up there. She's talking about all this important stuff, but she always said something very funny that the whole 500 people were laughing. Yeah. Somebody can introduce that seed and spread that, influence a whole meeting or a whole group yeah that's That's, interesting yeah very true 
Yeah. Okay. So as usual, we start talking and we don't know where we go with that. I'm glad uh, that we um, are starting the year 2022 with all positive, inspirational, being funny. And um, just one last thing, I know we are ending our program, but being funny, is it in your nature or can you make yourself to become funny? I mean, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, some people are very serious. Some people are very serious. And I think like for me, my serious side comes out as my defense. If I know somebody or I feel a good connection with them, then I feel more free to be humorous and funny. So I think sometimes the serious people may be that may be covering their who they truly deeply are. And sometimes it may be who they are. But to answer your question is, was it? Do I can't remember your question now. Is it that they can, can we change your nature or can you make yourself, um, you know, learn how to become funny? Oh, I think you can learn how to become funny. I so think that definitely oh, is nice. yeah. very learnable. And I say that because of my work in Toastmasters, you know, the public speaking organization, which has been wonderful, by the way, definitely a plug for Toastmasters. They're very, yeah. good, very valuable. But in doing some of the presentations there on humor, I realize, which people in humor already know this very well, there are some basic formulas that you can practice. You can learn and practice those. There is same. Wow, that's interesting. As well as the timing of things. And once you once you begin to know those formulas, you can look at jokes or stories or how comedians do that and begin to detect those patterns and, Interesting. and there's there's a momentum that develops so i think yes we can learn to become funny we can also free ourselves to become funnier or funny that's very well. interesting with that, are you going to say your last statement so we can say goodbye to our listeners? I will say my last statement. My last statement would be for 2022, why not see if you can surround yourself with more people who are inspiring to you? And that sounds so general that it sounds like a New Year's resolution, which I don't really dig that, but make it specific. In other words, can I connect each week with one person, at least one person who inspires me? And if you really want to make this work, write a note after you do it, like keeping a journal, just write a note. Okay, this week it was so-and-so and keep that journal throughout the whole year. And once a week is a doable thing. And I think it's often enough. We would get uplifted from that. And uh, my last statement would be, you can do whatever you want. And especially based on what you said, I didn't even know if you want to become funny, you can. So maybe that's my resolution. I love to be funny. <laughs> so uh, with that, I want to say definitely there's so much energy uh, in each of us that if we activate those energies, we can do anything we want. And thinking big, I always like that idea. We often think, you know, I can't do that. This is hard. This is too much. But seriously, if there's anything in your mind that you always wanted to do and something held you back, always remember there's nothing obstacle. The obstacles are what we make. So think positive. 
go through the list of things you need to take care of start today. And with that, once again, Happy New Year to everyone and have a wonderful Saturday night. We come back tomorrow and we talk about another topic.
بخانی لحظه های زندگی چون موج دریا گرچه سرد و سخت زیباست موج این دریا گرد خست سرگذاشتم سر نوشتت سرگذاشتم چو حافظ پای کوبان و غزل خان لشکر غم را به سوزان بر فلک سخی نمانده این زمانه هر بزن تا بیکرانه سرنوشت را باید از شاید این با کمی بهتر نوشت آشقی را غرق در باور نوشت قصه ها را به سیدیگر نوشت از کجا این باور گر روت سر بر نگردد سر نبه بسیمی از سر نبه بسیمی از سر رادیو بامداد صدای ما و شما با زبانی آشنا